0: Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the block. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm gonna show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group. Real you road to growth listeners, uh, today I got Aiden Sawa. He is the founder and CEO of Sawa uh, Marketing Agency. If now I know a lot of you know that we do this live. And so we have a visual component to it on YouTube and Periscope, Twitch, all those kind of platforms. And then we have the audio. So if you listen to the audio, you probably won't even notice, but maybe you saw the picture. Aiden, you probably get it all the time. You look really young.
1: Yeah, <laughs> definitely pretty young. I think it's because I am relatively young. I'm 21. Yeah.
0: I, I had someone on the other day that um, they started the business at, I want to say 12 or 13, and they were like 17. Uh, so you can definitely see the youngness there. But for you, I mean for them it was them it was them they were starting their own their, their own company and it was building apps or building an app and kind of selling the app right for you me, being a marketing agency right people are trusting you for their marketing right you basically they're hiring you to basically get their face out there get their words out there get them out there and i know that can be very daunting i i mean there's a story of this a realtor that selling massive amount of business, but the first thing he saw was just his baby face. I think he was like 22, but he was selling real estate with his family from the age of like 16. So he'd been doing it for a long time. So he had to show his stats, show his numbers before people could actually look past his age. Do you get that problem at all?
1: I mean, I used to when I first got started our in business for sure. I mean, over time, I've built up that credibility. Like, I can show my past clients. So people – I'm starting to get that less and less. I feel like it's also, like, a confidence issue. People coming into the business, they think, oh, like, if I'm young, people won't want to work with me. So it's a mindset thing as well. If you convey that confidence with someone maybe who has, like, 10, 20 years of experience might have, that people will start to see you as more of, like, an equal in terms of, like, business.
0: Well, and marketing, this day and age, right, it's – I mean, you're leveraging, you know, uh, Twitter, Periscope, Twitch, TikTok. You're you're leveraging a lot of platforms. I mean, they started out as a younger person's game, and they yeah. slowly transitioned. Even Facebook, it was originally, you I mean, for for the college kids, and then slowly became business related. You know, now you have TikTok that was really for the young kids, and now it's like you start seeing businesses on there, people trying to sell their product out there. So it's you have to be. I guess up to date on the, the newer stuff. Sometimes maybe it pays to have a younger a younger person kind of running that show for you.
1: Yeah. And I also feel like people are a little bit more forgiving. So that's another benefit as well. Um, being young in the business, people might might also not have as high expectations in that regard. So it's
0: it's it goes both ways. What's your so what's your clientele? Walk us through a little bit about your, your business.
1: Yeah. So we, we exclusively pretty much work with like luxury realtors okay. and we specialize just helping them establish their brands online.
0: Okay. So, so mostly it's kind of real estate related and marketing in that direction.
1: Yeah. So we get them featured to like major media sites like Forbes, Yahoo, Buzzfeed, and just to really establish themselves and distinguish themselves from frankly the other three million realtors out there in the United States.
0: Yeah. No, the, the real estate game, it's, it's something that, I, mean, I, I go over a lot of stats locally, hyper focused. We have like ten thousand realtors in San Diego County, mind you. Though eighty-five percent haven't done this piece of business in the last uh, twelve months. So even though there's a lot of people, right? I mean, it can get convoluted. So you have to. It, it's it's making sure you stand above maybe someone else that's doing the business. So I fully understand. Do you have a background in real estate, or why did you kind of make it a hyper focus uh, in that community?
1: Yeah, um, no background in real estate. I definitely, I, I've, I've met with a lot of real estate agents in person, so I've got to know them pretty well. Um, originally, when I first started out the marketing agency, I did almost exclusively networking events to be able to get clients. It just so happens to be that a lot of realtors go to networking events. So I, I that was um, one of my first clients. that got a realtor as like a client. Uh, we, we met up a few different times and sometimes just, he was eating lunch and we just went over some ideas and I got a really good feel of like how, how they think about business, their pain points, what, what's good about their business, what they enjoy doing, how they typically get clients. And from there, that just kind of became a focus point of mine because I wanted to be able to find them like customized solutions specifically for their industry.
0: Okay. So you get that one person, what's. What does that look like? Did you, cause I know you talked about it before. You had some bit of a background in, um, in online and kind yeah. of SEO was it or no?
1: Yeah, I definitely have okay. done some. Like, my first client was actually like a lead generation Facebook ads type of client because that, that's what okay. I was doing at that time. Um, yeah, I definitely was doing like a lot of Facebook ads, SEO. That's what I primarily did prior to like the pandemic, which caused a bit of a shift. During that time, I realized maybe this Facebook ads thing is starting to become a little bit more difficult to distinguish myself as a marketer. Like I would get conversations sometimes where I'd message people and people would be skeptical because they realized realize there's all these other people also offering Facebook ads and they wanna know what makes me different. I was getting kind of sick of that. So I wanted to see like what other ways can I use to like establish myself? And that's when I came across the other side of things, which is
0: branding. Okay. So what does, I mean, with regards to the marketing then or, or the Facebook ads, did you have a response that you came up with when you were uh, proposing that question?
1: Yeah, definitely. Like one thing which I would say is I focused exclusively on real estate agents. So I'm not focusing on all these other industries. So we have like hyper-targeted ads for them. And the second thing is, is we run like retargeting ads and so we're not just targeting cold traffic. We, we target everyone and co-leads and we retarget them through like a second form of ads mm. and we also target everyone because a lot of people have a website but people don't realize you can target people who visited their website with ads for yeah. well, a lot a lot of realtors don't know that so that's yeah. a key thing which
0: i would bring up as well before you started your your marketing you see walk us through a little bit of kind of where did you grow up how, how was your childhood and then kind of go from there
1: Yeah, so originally, I actually was born in California. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't remember it that much, though, because I was like a baby, stayed there for like two years, Um, spent most of my life in two different countries in like the United States and Canada, Uh, traveled um, back and forth. My parents owned two different houses. So I, I kind of lived a mixture of both worlds, being a Canadian and US citizen. And I was able to learn about a lot of different things Travelled to around 12 different countries at this point. Um, so that's pretty much like what my childhood was like. I did a bit about like completely different things. Like I'm also a black belt in Taekwondo. So I did a bunch of different things during that period, but um, that's pretty much what my childhood was looking like.
0: How, how was that? So if you're moving to like a bunch of different places, are you finding a new place to train and get a new belt for your, Uh, taekwondo or how how was that process like
1: yeah i mean taekwondo in canada the u.s it's kind of um very similar it's not exactly the same but it, it was it was very similar so there was there's usually like equivalent in canada
0: okay what do you so you have the you've transferred you moved all around did you go to high school at least at the same high school or did you move from high school to high school
1: yeah um I was actually homeschooled, so I didn't have to worry about the whole high school thing. So I I pretty much from like the age of like, like from third grade, I was, I was kind of like frustrated with the whole um, schooling thing. It wasn't quite working as well as I would like. And so I was eventually just homeschooled and that that worked out a lot better for me.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So and then from homeschool to college, right?
1: Yeah, um, that's correct.
0: Okay, how was, that, I mean, how was that process going to college? Because I, I have to think that, right, if you're homeschooled, you probably don't have access to a lot of people. I mean, that the positive of it, you know you're going to get taught a lot of stuff. But the interaction you have on a daily basis is probably uh, a little bit to be desired, I guess, that, that communication. So now you're in college, and that's probably a lot of communication, a lot of interaction coming across people. That had to be a little bit different.
1: Yeah, it definitely was different. I mean, I definitely did have some interactions. Like I mentioned, I did some martial arts. Um, I also did, um, I, I I was like the only person in my state, I mean, other than my brother, who got a congressional award award for like youth. So I mm-hmm. definitely did participate on some different activities. Um, but yeah, you are right. Um, I feel like it's sort of a stigma, but it definitely is for a reason. Um, so Yeah, it was quite the adjustment um, to get into that. And even more so, I feel like once I got into like the business component where you're talking to people on
0: a daily basis. Well, now a lot of people, especially at a young age that I've had on this on this podcast, on the road to growth, is the younger ones are usually they've had some kind of history of rejection, either be it door to door sales, calling or kind of restaurant, something Mm -hmm. to allow them to kind of push forward and grow their business. Yep. Did you have anything that in your childhood or growing up where you were working, doing any kind of sales, family, what did that look like?
1: Yeah, so for me, I mean, I didn't particularly like um, certain – like I was always – not as good as, like, my brother and sister when it comes to certain activities. And I always wanted to become the best, but wasn't quite there. So I I did have, like, a competitive nature. I also, like, played chess. And I I was never quite as good as I wanted to be. So I definitely did go through, like, certain struggles in that regard. Uh, When it comes to, like, actual failures, um, I did... I did work like a job. I actually got fired from this minimum wage job, which I worked with prior. So that was definitely like a struggle, which kind of pushed me to start a business because I didn't want to be going through that type of struggle anymore. Um, I believe that I could actually do quite a bit more on my own rather than listening to what this other person had to say about me.
0: Do you think that's a um, a newer mindset then to, I mean, not because you said that you didn't want to really listen to what someone else had to, to tell you. Yeah. Uh, I'm not necessarily like
1: say- they, 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 it was just like negative stuff, uh, which I didn't want to hear about. I mean, yeah. it's definitely good to listen, but at the time, I, I just didn't want to hear it. Um, I had just got fired. I didn't want to hear anything which they had to say. Um, yeah.
0: And did you know that you wanted to start a, a market agency, or did you start thinking about no. how you're going to make money, or what? Um, what, what I mean, I definitely.
1: Ideas. At that time, it was kind of funny, like around a year prior to that, I'd, I'd been thinking about starting a marketing agency, but I didn't do it. I just walked temporarily at this job, and eventually I realized I need to actually start that business. And it took around, I think it was like a month or two, which it took me to actually really make that decision and dial down, starting to like uh, hone hone my skills, essentially.
0: I got you. Okay. So you – Okay. You have the idea of the marketing agency. Do you already have kind of an idea of what you're going to offer price-wise, anything like that? Or is this no. going to the networking events, talking to people, and then just seeing what happens?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I knew for a fact that I wasn't going to be charging like anything under a 1000 um, a month. But I didn't know quite exactly like how people were going to react to that type of thing. Um, how people are going to react to my age, uh, a lot of different variables, which I just sort of had to figure out on my own, going to like these different events and learning about them.
0: Um, yeah. Well, let's walk through that That first person you said you had, right? The first person you met at a networking event. Did you talk about price originally? Or when did you start talking about price with them?
1: I pretty much started talking about price like when they when they just asked me, like they're like, all right, well, I mean, I noticed you do Facebook ads and stuff like that. So how much would that cost um, for me to do? And I just said it was like $1,000 a month because I thought that was pretty reasonable. I was looking to do maybe 1500 a month, but I thought that was a pretty good starting point. And they were like, oh, that's perfect. Let's just start out with that. How does like starting out with like three months sound? And I was like, oh, wow, that's huge. Because <laughs> I guess, I mean, they don't know that. Um, Like it's yeah. one of my first clients. So, yeah.
0: But You see, you kept a straight face.
1: Exactly. Because I was actually like, one thing I didn't know, and it's a good thing I did because he's like actually a number one realtor in Keller Williams. So having that client that will be able to leverage that type of name is a really good thing, uh, especially in the real estate industry to be able to work with top people. So I got that kind of slight advantage right off the get go. All
0: right. So you you find him, he invests the $3,000 in you Mm -hmm. because he's seeing a return in in his investment. well, actually, he's an incredibly busy
1: client, meaning they already were spending thousands of dollars on a monthly basis on marketing. Okay. So they were too busy to even look at any of the leads which I was getting them. So even though I was generating them a ton of leads, they just weren't even attending to them. At the end of like the last three months, like the last week or so, they started going at them, but it was kind of too late. you know, in your last week of three months. So they didn't yeah. really generate a positive ROI off of that experience but there's nothing i could have really done about that i've reached out to them tons of times but he's like a really busy guy
0: okay so how do you leverage that experience it doesn't seem like i mean even though you're giving him leads right your 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 story right there's always what's that saying go right it's your story my story and the real story yeah right so you're i mean you're relaying it that he's getting all these leads for him because he doesn't have the time to satisfy the leads, he's not truly getting the leads or getting the deals, right? So mm-hmm. it, it might not have been a, a great scenario for him. So how are you leveraging basically his experience or not leveraging his experience to get more business?
1: Yeah, I sort of leveraged it in the beginning. Um, just mentioning the fact that I know him because everyone in my entire state knew who he was. Okay. Um, so I would mention to other realtors over time didn't necessarily use it as much just because, I mean, he didn't generate like a positive ROI off of the experience. Mm. Um, so over time I used clients who actually had like a really good experience with me. Um, that's what I started to use over time, but you have to kind of build up those, those things over time.
0: Mm. Okay. And then what do you learn? Like, cause you've been doing it for a couple of years now. What mm. have you learned in, in that window of time, of how to maximize your client's dollar more so than uh, then to now.
1: Yeah. And I would say like the key thing, um, which which I wish I kind of known back then is a set of expectations, getting it clear and writing what you expect the client to do. Mm. Um what if you for example if a lead generation type of company, you ha- should have like exact expectations. You should be calling leads within um, an hour at the latest. Things like that um, should be really key. And writing down like, different notes about like every single lead. Keeping track. Because if you don't keep track of this stuff, at the end of the day, they're just going to come back to me and they'll be like, oh, these leads didn't work. And I'll be like, all right, did you call the lead within an hour? And I'm like, no, it took me five days in the- to call them. And so there's all these other factors which you want to eliminate right off the get-go. So setting out expectations in a clear email, setting those expectations, getting the designer agreement, um my i wasn't actually signing agreements it was all kind of like verbal and that can mm-hmm. really create problems you have to sign agreements in business and that's something i, I kind of learned the difficult way just having to deal with like w- one really difficult client uh who kind of forced me to learn that and um i've done that ever since
0: how did you how did you find the right attorney i guess to put that contract together or how did you put that contract together
1: um, I didn't have to find an attorney. The, the great thing about the internet is there's tons of agreements already available okay, okay. online. Um, yeah. so I just took a template and kind of improved on it and no one's ever tried to sue me or anything. So I don't know if I'd actually fall, fall through and court, Um, but, um, it's good enough that people don't um, try
0: to do anything. You're, you're definitely, I can appreciate it. You're definitely being very, very honest. So I gotta, I have to love that right there. Thank you. <laughs> um, all right. So looking back at, all your your travels and everything like that of when you're moving at a younger age do you think there's any you know do you think you would have been farther along with your business if you didn't travel as much do you think if you had done something different if your parents would have had a more established location anything like that do you ever look back on those times
1: not really i mean i was quite young i mean i'm still quite young and i don't really see it like as like a big thing i i want to be able to travel the world as it is i want to be able to go to like tons of different countries anyway so i feel like that gave me like a good perspective on like how how there's like tons of different um, perspectives in the world, some people might think this reality is a certain way. Another another alien might think it's completely different. So I feel like that's helped me in that perspective, not necessarily in business, but as like a human
0: being, being able to understand others, understand the different communities.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Makes sense. If you're looking at at your business, we we kind of looked in the past. If you're looking in the future, let's say we're talking in five years from now, where do you see yourself and your business going?
1: Um. Yeah. So in the next year, so I'm trying to hit seven figures, and then after that, um, my ultimate goal within like the next ten years is I want to be able to reach like nine figures, as, okay. as a company.
0: Yeah. So is it consistently doing the kind of the same activities, but just on a higher scale?
1: Um. I mean, the same activities which get you to ten thousand, are not going to be the ones which take you to a hundred thousand or a million. Um you have to kind of make variations. So creating SOPs is what I'm starting to do at this stage. So documenting every single thing which works, kind of outsourcing certain tasks. Like I have virtual assistants, people help me out in the business. Um, because I can't I only have 24 hours in a day and no one ever really succeeds, just themselves. So those are the types of things that you have to do once you start to grow as a company. And eventually have to like I'll have to hire some more salespeople, things of things like that.
0: What platforms did you use for virtual assistants?
1: Um, Yeah, there's this great site, uh, Uh, onlinejobs.ph. I I really love it. Um, I get like hundreds of, it costs like $45 or something for like a month, and you get like hundreds of applications.
0: And what kind of activities do you have them do? Uh,
1: Pretty basic ones. I mean, things which I I try to make as simplistic as possible. So for my company, the way we generate a lot of leads is I send out Instagram messages. So we send out a ton of Instagram messages every single day. I have like a certain template, of messages which they have to send. Um, Yeah, something like that, which is really simple. I don't want to make it something so difficult that they won't be able to understand it. Because there definitely is a, even though they speak English, there still is a bit of an English, like a language barrier.
0: Okay, so how does it go? So you have the conversation where you reach out to someone or you have the person reach out through Instagram. And then when the conversation happens, are they still communicating trying to set the appointment for you?
1: Yeah, they, I mean, they set the appointment all over Instagram. So people book right into my calendar over Instagram. So they're just messaging people and then I come on, I do like an intro call and then they actually sign up or maybe they aren't a good fit, and things like that.
0: Okay, and then, so that's how you get your your business for mm-hmm. your clients. Let's say someone's listening right now and they're not fully sure if they are they needed someone to, to do their marketing out there, right? Yeah. What are some of the things that that you do, right? Or something that someone can do today if they want to basically put their foot in the right direction?
1: Yeah. So like the first thing about like actually marketing yourself is like, you know, utilizing social media if you don't have as much money. Um, Second thing is, is you shouldn't like, I wish I'd known this back when I was first starting out, is you shouldn't run ads if you can't afford to spend at least $1,000 a month on marketing. A lot of people start spending money on ads and they expect to start making an ROI off of like their first, I don't know, 100 bucks and expect to make it back. That is just like a um, huge money like expense. Like people just spend a ton of money. It's just going to be a waste of money in your early mm. age of a business. You have to be able to spend at least $1,000 because you have to split test. Um, so that's probably the, the first key thing when looking, considering even doing any type of marketing. Do you,
0: do you find a better platform through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter? What's, what's one of the better platforms right now uh, to get a quality lead?
1: Yeah, um probably right now I, I really like to use um, Google so oh. running YouTube ads is probably like the best, best way. Facebook is good but the problem with it is that it consistently cuts like shuts down your ad account so it's really annoying in that way and you have to go through all these loopholes to actually create like a whole new Facebook account. It's really crazy and um, it's you don't go through that usually on Google.
0: Do you have um, on your your website or where's the best way for people to reach out to you?
1: Yeah, they can reach me at sowaagency.co.
0: Okay. And uh, so right now, I mean, people listening right now, if you're looking to to build your marketing platform and you heard it from, from Aiden, right? It sounds like Google is the kind of still the best way of going for your dollar. Yeah, Facebook might be a better way to go. But if you're looking for someone to actually take over your business, then yeah, reach out to Aiden. His information uh, should be in the show notes. Thank you, Aiden, for being on here. Any last words you want to throw out there?
1: Uh, no, I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah, it was great um, being on the show.
0: I appreciate you. All right, well, thank you, guys. Please subscribe, please share, and, of course, uh, tell your friends. Okay. <laughs>